Hey there, party people. This is Queer Watching. I am Jesse here with my best pal, Brianna. And today we're talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue. Red, White, and Royal Blue is a 2023 American romantic comedy directed by Matthew Lopez and his feature film directorial debut from a screenplay he wrote with co-writer Ted Malauer. Um, and it's based on the 2019 novel of the same name, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. And the film is about a love affair between the son of the president of the United States and a British prince played by Taylor, Zachar Perez, and Nicholas Jelitzin, respectively. This is your spoiler alert for Red, White, and Royal Blue. It is an Amazon Studios production um, and released on Amazon Prime and pretty quickly became their top three rom-coms. So that's pretty cool. So we both watched this together on a Zoom date. But it was the second time you saw it. But do you have thoughts you want to kick us off with, Brie? I'm wondering if the strike and the lack of quality content played a role in this becoming a top three movie for Amazon Prime. Because, oof, it's not great. I was very excited to see it because I had seen people like, being very excited about it and like freaking out about it. And then I watched it and I was woefully disappointed. Like <laughs> I thought the acting was terrible. I thought that the scenes, a lot of the scenes were like way too dramatic for what was happening. It's like the cinematographer and director wanted it to be this like super emotional and intense love story but then the writers were just like I'm gonna get this movie out before we go on strike and bye um, <laughs> because it just it was it was just bad I don't even know if the writers are part of the strike but it was it was not a good movie I yeah I, yeah I also wonder if Heartstopper and the communication that we see in there has ruined me for other rom-coms because again I was very underwhelmed by the communication, by the like relationship. It felt toxic. It felt unnecessary. And I was like, no, thank you. And I thought it'd be different when I watched it the second time. Cause I was like, well, I was stoned. So maybe I was just being really harsh. And then I started this movie sober with you, but I could not stay sober through it. Like I had to be some kind of inebriated to enjoy it. So I'm going to say, no, I just, I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. What about okay. you? I mean, these are good first thoughts. I think the first thing I want to say is uh, when you said if the writers are involved. So, like, all writers in the Writers Guild are obviously on strike right now. They would have probably been done writing this a while ago before the strike. But I think your point as far as a lack of content right now is super valid. I think probably there was a lot of fans of the book who immediately flocked to it. I was reading an article that said they had tons of new Amazon video signups because of this movie. So there is a fan base for this movie. I think perhaps it just isn't us because I, I didn't find this as bad as you did. Is it like cheesy Hallmark movie to the max? Absolutely. Are these C maybe B list actors? Absolutely. But I think for me, it's more of like a, why shouldn't the gays have a Hallmark movie kind of thing? You know, I will say it's called Jingle All the Way. <laughs> OK, that is fair. That movie is far superior to this. 
I think it's single all the way. Single all the way. I was yeah. like, it's single all the way. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Another fantastic one. I don't know how it ages. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Um, but yeah, single all the way, far superior. I think that I don't know how else to say this. This was kind of like a straight gay movie. I feel like they just did every single rom-com trope exactly the same and just like replaced one small thing there are some exceptions but i think part of the reason that i say this is the sex scene that was like the straightest gay sex scene i have ever seen did you feel that way yes i was like why are we lingering so much like this is no and it's just so slow and there's so much just like gazing into each other's eyes and then the hand clasp is where i was like jesus no why oh man it was trash and i will say i am not a gay man in love maybe gay men in love have some of this sex i i'm not sure that that felt very real to me though let me ask kevin Sure. Ask Kevin. I do want to talk about my favorite person in this movie. I assume we have the same favorite person, but please go on. Sarah. The character of Zara. Yeah, Sarah Shahi from The L Word, from so many other USA shows that I've watched. She's A, just aged flawlessly. She's gorgeous. And I think she is the saving grace of this film because her one-liners and she's very convincing in her acting so I thought she was the star performer and blew Uma Thurman out of the water which I will let you talk about her because I know you have some opinions oh I have some opinions on that motherfucking accent I'm gonna get there first I agree with you Carmen from the L word fantastic still looking fantastic honestly her her lines are the comedic relief here they are and they're done just like quick like she just like screams them out at people and moves on and it's so so good when she finally when it's we're kind of getting to the climax and she finally finds out about the two of them and he says don't tell my mom and she says seriously we're in a hotel crawling with reporters in a city filled with cameras on the precipice of the biggest event of the campaign and race so close and could be arrested for assault and you're asking me not to tell your mommy on you <laughs> It's so good. And then he says, I haven't told her. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt your process of becoming. <laughs> it's so good. It's just, oh, the quick wit of that writing is so He's good. so great. It's and when so... she was like, I'm going to Brexit your head from your body. Yes, was like, that was so... just perfect. Yes. And then after all of it, she's always like, your highness. <laughs> That's the formality. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I agree. She was by far the highlight. I think if she hadn't been in this movie, this movie would have been like extra dull. Because as comedic and hilarious as Uma Thurman's Southern drawl insists on being, it it cannot carry the whole movie. It tries to at the beginning when you first meet her. It is the thickest, most obnoxious, over-the-top accent ever. But I did read an interesting article that asked the question, is there truly such thing as a bad accent? So I figured I would ask you, do you think there's such thing as a bad accent? Or do we think that it just brushes into a comedic accent? In acting? Yeah, yes. I feel like it's just a yes, because I feel like 
it depends like if something is comedic it depends on the person the person hearing it so yeah. like a comedian might be like yes no I was being funny but if the audience finds it offensive or insensitive then it doesn't matter what your intention was and I don't necessarily know if Texans because that's where she's supposed to be from in this movie it would find this accent offensive but I definitely didn't find it comedic I was just like wow no this is this is bad because it wasn't exaggerated enough or caricature enough it just but I guess that's because then I would be expecting her as a person to also be an exaggerated exaggerated caricature of that accent but she was not she just I think they were like oh and can you make it Texas and she was like I'll give it my best. And she was like, yeah, times 4,000. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I would agree. Her her character is in the caricature, like you said, but that accent absolutely is. And I agree with you. I think there are obviously offensive accents. But if we're talking about like United States accents, I'm not sure that any of them are really offensive. But I guess I'm not from the South. I'm, you know, supposedly we don't have much of an accent or something here in the Pacific Northwest. So I don't know yes, if I can comment. It is the least accented part of the United States, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Which honestly, it's hard to know if that's true because I feel like wherever you live is where you're used to hearing people talk. So it feels like the least accented. So when someone tells you that you're like, yeah, duh. <laughs> but I, mean, I hear you. The number of times that people like have heard you talk and go, Oh, are you from Washington or are you from Idaho? It's never happened. It's exactly. It's like, Oh, are you from California? Because California's Californians have a, an accent and then you get to the Midwest, but it's like Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and maybe Montana, but Montana as you get closer, I'm digressing, but yes, no, no one has ever told me, ah, you're from Washington state, aren't you? Yeah. Back to Uma Thurman though. (laughs) Since we're on the accent train. Yeah. Um, I didn't think she was particularly great acting wise. I just, to me, her entire thing is just, just the accent flowing over. And I think some of the language that's used is also what adds to this. Like she calls her son, like the sunshine of her heart. And she's always calling him darling. And I think a lot of the language is why I was just like, this is, this is so thick. This is a lot, but you know, ultimately as far as like mom with a queer son, it was a, a quick coming out for her, but you know, she did great. She even went so far as to try to give him the men with men sex talk and get him on some prep. So it was, you know, pretty cute. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Not acted spectacularly, but cute enough. So that's the part that I actually understood. I don't recall her calling him sunshine or darling or anything like that. So I feel like Mm -hmm. the accent was just so unintelligible for me that I was like, sure. But yes, no, I very much found myself longing for Kill Bill because I know she's capable of good acting. And I was like, I know, but that's because you're a little wuss when it comes to blood and guts. No, it's because I have feelings on Quentin Tarantino, but please proceed. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, he's a white guy in films, so he's going to be problematic. But Kill Bill is amazing. And that is the level of rage I have today. So I feel like it's on par with where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. I think this movie is like 
a pretty good at home don't need to be too invested watch you know like if you're looking for a rom-com to throw on that you don't need to get too invested in i think this is a good one always here for queer representation and like you know we deserve a bad hallmark movie as well i think the comedy is what really keeps you going because it's like we talked about there's the zara character but there's also some like especially towards the beginning when they kind of hate each other but are sort of falling in love there is some of their banter that's pretty funny they both start like making up lies about each other during the interviews about like talents they have and trying to get each other to do it that part was kind of funny like like oh he's a great he's a great freestyle rap artist you should really like let's get him going like some of that was pretty funny the the actors are pretty good looking you know they can turn that charm on when they smile or whatever so it has some pieces of being a tolerable movie i don't know i don't want this to be like our mutt episode that's just so <laughs> shit on this. tell me how to feel about a movie i'm not i'm not trying to tell you how to feel i just feel like this one is at least a little like lighter and easier to digest even if it's like not profound i agree i didn't the second time around I found myself not like I found myself questioning whether or not I actually was right about the movie and in it being awful until it got to them I think like the first sex scene and that's when then it just goes this whole other drama way that like I could not but up for like the first half I agree they had some really good comedic lines and then of course watching anything with you makes me makes me laugh even more but yeah I'm I um, if we're going to do Jesse was bothered corner, I was bothered by the main character, or one of them, Alex's view about politics. When he was going on about what politics mean to him and how he can have this profound change in someone's life and he can ha- do all these things, it felt very idealistic to me. And him and his mom even have a battle about like, in politics where do you be idealistic and realistic and that was kind of interesting and i think they like touched on an interesting discussion but didn't actually have that interesting discussion and so that's where i was bothered with this whole like politics will really change people's lives there's just something very out of touch about these characters to me i think and even when they tried to have that moment where like he was talking to the prince about being a Latino and the prince was like, I'm learning. It's like, you're not really. I think you'd, you you want to say that and that's the idea, but you haven't shown us in any way that that's true. So I think because we took some of these like very important, very big issues so lightly in this movie, that's where I became bothered. Yeah. I also, for me, found like what the prince, so what Prince Henry was saying was basically like, I've spent my life, my entire life in the public eye. I'm not going to trade the crown for politics. Like I I don't want to be trapped again was again, I was like, great point. I think it's perfectly acceptable to acknowledge what your capacities are and to stick to them. I'm in like the next fucking scene. He was like, psych, I love you so much. And I was like, okay, so we're not, we're not going to stick to our morals. Uh, I also thought the plot line of Texas was very interesting because I don't feel like, I felt like that was an opportunity to explore some of the like real things that this couple might actually be facing if they were to 
go the route of trying to win Texas. But then it was like, nope, he's doing everything perfectly. There's no xenophobia. There's no racism. There's no nothing that he's experiencing. Everyone from Texas is just signing on board and it's going to turn blue. And there is one scene really quick. I rewatched that part you're talking about. There's one scene where they're outside a building and a couple give them the finger as they walk by. So they do try to have in that montage, like one or two little drops of like, oh, these people were mean to us. But it's really, really quick. But it's not the KKK showing up. It's not Proud Boys. It's not any of that, which would be the reality. Yes. Um, And again, I think we're asking this basic rom-com to do too much. But I I also got the vibe that it was like, this is going to be terrible because I know Meghan Markle. But what's the prince's name? Harry. Ah, okay. So yeah, it gave me Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, but gay and a little bit more complicated because again, we have the spare heir. Right. I is, think that's the the common uh, comparison just for the role in the in the crown right now. Yeah. Yeah. But and think- also the, the public persona, right? I think as a child, everyone did kind of look at Harry as like the, whatever the terminology they used is England's gem or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. You know. Everyone was obsessed with him. Everyone's obsessed with the idea of what they want him to be. Yeah. And then the fear of like, will they actually accept me for who I am? Can I handle being rejected by absolutely every single person in my life? Is this worth it? I have to keep myself safe. And I'm keeping myself safe by keeping myself to myself. And now you're asking me to risk that. And that's a, that's a huge ask. Yeah, I think that there were larger themes here that could have been done better justice had it not been done in this model. Yeah, and that makes me in some ways want to read the book because I feel like the book has a lot more space and time to really hopefully like deal with some of this because it is an interesting choice to use such real public and political figures to do this but not really pull them apart anymore, right? Like we didn't really pull apart politics in america in any way or even the any of the or or in england like nothing was really examined everyone just sort of played their role and crashed into each other i don't know if the book's different but it did feel very surface level in that way and that's why i think like the first thing i would say to people is it's a rom-com so like don't expect anything but that you know (laughs) that rom-com plot line because that is what's fueling this feel a little like i felt shit i really I, I just had this thought so i don't actually have the evidence to back it up but the christmas movie that hulu did with Kristen stewart where we were super excited about it and then it was awful and then it was horrible yeah what's that one called happiest season i think something like that yeah yeah happiest mm-hmm. season i feel let down by this movie like i did with that movie for different reasons obviously the happiest season was very tropey and didn't really i feel like add to the queer material and this adds to the queer material because it's new it's just bad but i feel like we do deserve rom-coms but if you're gonna go for a hallmark rom-com then like really lean into it i feel like this teetered the line of cheesiness yeah. And didn't like fully embrace that. Like it tried to be a res- 
respectable rom-com. And I'm like, okay, well, you didn't do a good job of that. You're no legally blonde. And <laughs> you're also no single all the way. So like you just exist in the middle. And I I, I wanted more because so many people liked it or were talking about it. I don't actually know if they liked it. Maybe they're all lying. Yeah, that's fair. I think in some ways that's a big ask from a directorial debut as well. Unless, I mean, I don't really know. This is a debut? You said that in the beginning, didn't you? I did, yeah. and Not bad. No, no. It's, honestly, we've seen directorial debuts that are amazing. Past Lives came out this last year, and obviously the director is not the cinematographer, but that movie looks like it was made by a fucking expert. Like, there are exceptions here. But I think a lot of this was shot in very cheesy ways too which adds to it right there's so much of like let me slow zoom on this guy's face while he looks at him to convey he's in love and it's like okay we get it we saw the hand clasp you've given us literally every single one of the stereotypes to say they're in love like i think that's where i started getting a little like nauseated is when like there was more like him doing karaoke and him just like gazing at him while he does it. I was like, we got their love. It was giving the, the first Twilight movie vibes. It was. Like, thank oh, you. Yes. Oh. It was very that. Like no one reeled in the cinematographer and the editor was like, this is fine. <laughs> was like, hey, I'm getting paid whether it's good or bad. So let's just Ugh. get it out and get it off of my desk. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the line where he says, it's like there's a rope attached to my chest and it keeps pulling me towards you. Oh my God. He's about to tell me he loves him and the other guy like literally jumps off of the dock because he knows he's going to tell him I love you. But to me, it was because the line was so bad. I was like, he can't even hear any more of your dialogue. He has to hop off the dock. <laughs> You're ridiculous. You're I know. Ridiculous. I know. <laughs> I have in my notes he'd rather drown himself than hear what you were going to say next <laughs> speaking about your notes I just gotta say Jesse what the fuck is up with your notes these are the most like they're they're, they're, they're for they're, me they're, they're for me what are these fonts there's no they're for me they're for me make your own doc make your own doc Brianna <laughs> these are Jesse's notes literally no. titled Jess yes. <laughs> And whatever else it is. <laughs> but normally I go in and I'm like, oh, let me let me take a gander at his thought process and I can follow it. But I was you were clearly typing this while we were watching it, weren't you? Yes. Okay. okay. So tighten it up there. Um we These are on. my notes. I don't have to tighten up my own notes. Ridiculous. I see at the bottom of your notes, it looks like you did some research on the actor's sexuality. Correct. Yes. I wasn't sure if we had another situation of straight guys playing queer guys, but, and we might. Is this a movie where that matters? I would say it always matters, but I understand your point. <laughs> I understand where you're like, let's get the content to this bar and then we can worry about these things. <laughs> right. Like I, this, Totally. This I, I, DVD I, video. But also, why shouldn't there be queer C-list actors? You know, they they need work too. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yes. And Nicholas Galitzine has confirmed in an interview that um, he's straight. He said something to the effect of like, 
you know, while I don't have this identity like the character does, I could relate in this and this and this way or whatever. Um, and then Taylor Perez does not discuss his sexuality publicly. So I feel like I could understand that Nicholas was straight because during that sex scene, he was acting like, okay, now think what it might be like to have something inside of me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, no, no, I'm sorry. You got to put something up your butt if you're going to act like you've had something up your butt. <laughs> Wise words, Brie. <laughs> I, I, I think. Oh my gosh. Queer watching contains explicit content. All right. <laughs> Almost exclusively brought to you by Brianna. Almost exclusively. <laughs> I drop an F-bomb here or there, but usually I do not say things like that. Don't worry. I'm not even going to edit that out. Okay. Good, because I'm not wrong. <laughs> Is there any, anything else that you would like to cover? No, I think we should end on that super solid nugget. That butt plug, if you will. <laughs> the butt plug, if you will. There you go. Way to get involved, Jesse. All right, fucking yikes. Thank you for joining us today on Queer Watching. If you liked what you heard, give us a five-star rating where you get your podcasts. You can also send us an email with recommendations or feedback at queerwatching.gmail.com.